0: Welcome to the special edition of You Know What I Love in celebration of June is Audiobook Month. Sit back, relax, grab some popcorn and your beverage of choice, and come hang out with me and 30 of my friends this entire month as we cover the topic of what we love, audiobooks. It's going to be a lot of fun, and you don't want to miss this, so come on, join us. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to another episode of You Know What I Love with the primary focus on June is Audiobook Month and we're celebrating it all month long with 30 of my friends. Real quick, before I introduce our next guest, I wanted to put this little plug in that if there's any narrator within this entire month that kind of rings your bell or goes, oh my gosh, I want that person for my next book. Then give them a ring. Click on the links below in each of the show descriptions and be able to contact them straight from there. I'm very sure they'll be more than happy to hear from you. And so let's go ahead and introduce our next guest. I am so excited to introduce him. The absolutely very fabulous Joel Leslie Froomkin. Joel, go ahead and give a big howdy do for our hundreds of people that are listening out there.
1: Hey, folks! How are ya? I'm so happy to be here. Thank you for asking me.
0: You're very welcome, Joel. I am so thrilled to have you on this show. Um, so, with this being June's audiobook month, question one. Mm -hmm. how did you get started in the audiobook business like what was it that said oh my gosh I love that I have to be a part of it
1: Um, I kind of fell into it in a very lucky way I was um, for many years had been an avid audiobook listener Um, I was a big fan of the art form and um, my husband and I reached a point in our life where we need to needed to make a massive pivot we had been running a theater in Indiana that we had founded and he had renovated from top to bottom. It was a hundred year old vaudeville space. And he did an absolutely stunning job with it. And we gave it 10 years and we just couldn't make it go. We just, uh, we were doing beautiful work. I was very proud of it. Um, we had, you know, amazing productions, but Due to, you know, the kind of economic uh, situation of where we had chosen to build it, and we chose to do it simply because we fell in love with that space. Right. Which was the the problem. Um, You know, if we had decided to do it in like a, you know, abandoned, you know, Kmart somewhere, we probably, in the middle of a, a better demographic, we probably would have been a lot better off. But the middle of nowhere in Indiana was very tricky. It was also very tricky for us uh, socially in terms of the political eco um the the political social outlook of what we were surrounded by. And it sure. wasn't it wasn't comfortable, and it wasn't as overall welcoming as we needed it to be in order to draw in audiences oh no, and, and it just didn't go. And we kind of had put everything into it financially, emotionally, whatever, mm-hmm. and needed to pivot. We were like, what are we going to do? Cause we had to close shop and we didn't have, you know, we were theater people and right. we were, and we were financially stuck for at least the next couple of years in the middle of Indiana because we couldn't, we didn't have the money to move. Right. Um, So uh, because believe it or not, selling a theater in Indiana is not the easiest real estate deal to make happen. Um, (laughs) So we it was going to take time. And a friend of mine who I grew up with, um, whose name is Beverly Crick. She's a brilliant narrator. Uh, She records a lot for recorded books, does a lot of historical romance. Like me is a British American mongrel and and switches between (laughs) and i've known her since i was like 16 and she said to me you know why don't you try this you have the skill set um i think you do really well and so we lived um sweetwater sound which you've probably heard of uh yes yeah sweetwater happens to have their headquarters in fort wayne indiana which is 30 minutes away from where we were oh wow So we got in the car, went to Sweetwater, said, I need to start, I mean, I need a microphone and something (laughs) and help. And they gave me, you know, like a starter kit. And uh, I ended up recording in what was a room that was directly underneath the theater balcony. We lived in the old projectionist's apartment, uh, right underneath the balcony. Okay. Okay. and so it was this like crazy room with like the world's sleepest steepest slant um because you imagine the rake of of you know theater balconies right um and uh all concrete i mean terrible acoustics oh, but i oh, wow. i start i started there auditioning on acx and within three months i was full-time and i was very very fortunate i had a weird little crazy skill set where i've always been you know an accent. Monster, and I was a dialect coach, you know, in London and in, you know, New York. And so I had that weird skill set, and it just, you know, my undergrad in acting, my master's in directing, it all just sort of coalesced into being this amazing career that I had never planned on. I had never intended, after I finished my performance degree, to pursue a career as an actor, but I had missed it. And it was just, you know, it's just been the most phenomenal journey. I've been so lucky. What fun. Yeah.
0: So you said you went to uh, ACX and that was where you got your first gig. So that leads into our next question. What was the first audiobook you ever recorded?
1: The first audiobook I ever recorded was a, uh, it was like a, let's say a, a middle grade title. It's called the last hero. And, uh, eight years later, it has sold eight copies. (laughs) Um, I was doing better than my first one. Um, but, uh, so that's one a year. Um, so if I live to be a hundred, uh, um, (laughs) or a hundred and yeah. Uh, but, um, uh, the next book or almost right after that, I think it was the next book, um, I auditioned for a gay cozy mystery um, series. Like it was like kind of like a bunch of gay friends in a sort of a Scooby-Doo format solving mysteries and got it. And it began. What is my bread and butter genre? You know, it began and it began this. It did quite It did quite well. And it created this, started building this fan base for me within within the you know gay romance community yeah and and every one of my you know publisher first you know uh entrances in the door almost has been through that genre so i got really lucky really i got quite quick really lucky quite quick that's
0: fantastic Uh, yeah that actually Kind of answered our next question as far as what is your favorite genre of audiobooks and why
1: my it, it's it my favorite genre far and away, cozy mysteries are my like warm fuzzy slippers okay. I love I love them um the problem is what's so depressing <laughs> is that there are if you actually look up cozy mysteries um in Wikipedia, it talks about the fact that it is a female driven genre and it lists it lists uh mc Beaton's hamish Macbeth as the most popular deviation from that which is one of my favorite books it was actually even though it's a male detective it was narrated mm-hmm. by Davina porter brilliantly um but i i just they're my catnip they i love them and i <laughs> wish if i could record if i could record anything every day of the week I would love to do it, love to do them, but people simply do not write male cozy protagonists. Right. Hardly ever. Um, But um, so, yeah, I mean, I love the fact that it's like a gazillion different characters and they're often eccentric and you end up building, it's usually, you know, a consistent village or a consistent whatever, and you're building a microcosm of characters Um, and I I love that. I like sort of, you know, I really am a, I work very cinematically and I like to give people sort of a full audio experience with one voice. And I think cozies really lend themselves to that. Um, you know, and, and there's, there's a little bit of a theatricality to the form. So, so yeah, those were, those were what, that's the genre that is sort of my favorite. I that is fantastic. And, and sadly, don't get to do that much. Oh, <laughs> Because they just don't write them.
0: Yeah. Now, real quick, there was something you said, and with your permission, I want to, well, use this phrase, more or less, steal it. But you said that is your catnip. I've often heard people say, oh, this is my kryptonite, or that's my Achilles heel. I love the phrase, that's my catnip. <laughs> my catnip.
1: You are <laughs> welcome to take it.
0: I'm a cat owner as well. We've got uh, a male and female cat, Pixie uh-huh. and Ichigo. And uh, yeah, so that, that fits right in with mine and my wife's lifestyle. Outstanding. Huh. All right. And finally, is there a genre that you haven't gotten into yet that you would love to narrate for one day?
1: You know, I kind of really like to try doing lit RPG. Um, oh, me too. Because... Again, I'm a voice guy, and I'm a dialect guy, and I like different species, and I like, you know, you know that audience wants someone who's a vocal chameleon. They right. demand that. Right. And so that's a genre that I'm kind of currently trying to sort of dip my foot into the waters. I haven't gotten a title yet, but it's something I'd really love to do. I do quite a bit of fantasy and I enjoy that okay. a lot, but I think, I think lit RPG would be really kind of nifty to play with. Um, and, you know, I, it was funny cause I went and saw the dungeons and dragons movie recently, <gasps> which I, which I really oh, enjoyed. It? it was great. It was really, it was oh. really fun. And I was like, yeah, this is, I, this, this is fun. I want to, I want to get into this. And so, I think that's where I'd like to... That's the next little feather in my cap I would like to sort of try and add.
0: For me, it's the exact same. I love the concept of the lit RPG genre. Mm -hmm. Um, And I actually had an interview with another narrator. Uh, His name is uh, John Solo. He runs his own show called Talk to the Beer. Right,
1: yeah. Um, I know John.
0: And it's super, super great guy. I love him. Um, And he asked me uh, varying questions. Um, and then I admit, I was like, you know, I'm actually a Dungeons and Dragons nerd. I've been playing ever since I was 16, many, many, many years ago. And since then have been, um, what's called the forever DM so much so that I'm even playing or running games for Dungeons and Dragons. I'm actually running a campaign here at my house for my kids who are now 12, 13 and 13. That's awesome. awesome. Yeah. They've made their first ever characters. They absolutely love it. And just having them play my wife's in on it too. So it's like this cool little family affair and also a great way to, you know, get them off of devices, but giving that, you know, I've been in this game, you know, for years, I'm like, Oh man, if I could get into lit RPG, that'd be such a perfect fit. Yeah. I am still yet to crack into that iceberg, if you will. Mm
1: hmm. Yeah.
0: But it'll happen one day. Persistence pays off.
1: Yeah. And I mean, and I, you know, Travis Baldry, who is the king of that stuff. Yes. I just, I think he is such a talent monster. I'm so in awe of his, his brilliance and the way he talks about his, the way he talks about his approach. And, you know, I just, I really, it's neat when you you look at a genre and you can go, there's what it should be. You know what I mean? Right. I, mean, I think that he's a great beacon for that work. Right. <clears throat> I love uh,
0: Travis Baldry's approach to it. <clears throat> I love his professionalism. And I love his humility when you ask him about it. He's just Absolutely. so approachable and just so easy to talk to. Yeah. Um, And he just... It, I, I can't think of any other thing to, to say about it other than what I've said. Just, you know, professional humility. It just very humble. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Let's move on to the next segment, the game of utter nonsense. So, oh like I've told uh, <laughs> other narrators, I am going to read out for you a phrase card, which is okay. probably, you know, one to two sentences. And then I'm going to give you a, an accent and or dialect mm. in which to say that phrase. The phrase is as follows. Naps are great. Take one and I promise you won't regret it. Now, here's your accent. Vampire.
1: Oh, okay. Naps are great. Take one and I promise you won't regret it.
0: (laughs) Yes, that was brilliant. Thank you, Joel. Outstanding. So, for the listeners that are listening worldwide, if you want to hire Joel, Joel, where can they find you on social media? Where are your um, your um, social media <clears throat> handles and such?
1: Um, I'm Joel Leslie Frumpkin on Facebook, um, which is an easy place to find me. Um, My fan group is Joel's Junkies on Facebook. (laughs) Um, My website, if you're looking to listen to my samples and stuff, and there's a million dialects and things on that, is Joel Frumpkin Audio, F-R-O-O-M-K-I-N, audio.com. And, you know, one of the main things I'm doing right now is teaching as well. So if they're interested in uh, refining their narration skills or gaining um acting technique in a way that <clears throat> they haven't been sorry <clears throat> they haven't been exposed to before um I run a class called Acting for Audio and it's actingforaudio.com which is basically um a semester of or or it's basically a year of acting 101 at a conservatory compressed into 15 weeks with a total focus on narration technique as well as a grounding in Stanislavsky and and the how to develop a method. Um, and also my husband and i are putting together this amazing cruise that you're going on um we call it a nautical narrator adventure it's audiobooks at sea oh, which yes. is which is audiobooksatsea.com we already have a phenomenal turnout um we've got remarkable guests and coaches we've got Jesse Bigford from Blackstone who's going to be teaching we've got um the ubiquitous and amazing Sean Pratt, dealing with nonfiction, Travis Baldry, who's going to talk about lit RPG and fantasy. Um, uh, We've got me. We've got um, Joe Hempel, who's going to be sharing about horror. We've got Jocelyn Pratho, who's who's going to be uh, representing the audio flow uh, uh, indie publisher. And she's also going to be live casting a multicast for them and they've won like sovas they've won oh, uh, yeah. they've been audi nominated like she they they're a really great company um and she's going to she's going to cast uh, a a uh, a multicast project just from the people attending the workshop um and we're adding, we are in the process now of adding more coaches that we're going to announce uh, really soon. So there's going to be more more publisher reps, et cetera, that we are in the process of negotiating with. That's
0: wonderful.
1: Um, so it's really, it's going to be, you know, it's a five-day cruise, it's NASA, it's Cozumel, it's on the Celebrity Summit, which is a gorgeous boat. We We are so excited about it. And we've worked really hard to gear it. So that is welcoming to newbies, but also functions at a masterclass level and really challenges and um, hopefully, you know, enriches the work of more seasoned narrators as well. So we're we're really crafting it in a way that that it is it has all the great social experiences of of getting a bunch of narrators together. And a truly um, enriching, educational, sharing growth experience for a narrator, whether they've done three books or 200 books. And that's really something I'm very proud of. So I'm super excited about it.
0: As well you should be. My wife and I are equally excited. We cannot wait. It's going to be so much fun.
1: Yeah, it's going, to be, it's going to be really cool. I'm very, very proud of what we put together.
0: Outstanding. Well, Joel, thank you so much for sharing your time with me today. I really, truly appreciate it. And thanks to all of you who have tuned in and listened. And as always, I will see you tomorrow with a brand new guest. And until then, peace be with you. Bye. And as they say in show business, that's a wrap. Stick around for tomorrow as I've got a new guest for you for June is Audiobook Month right here on You Know What I Love?